Welcome to Modus Cafe. Join us for fun, lighthearted, and educational conversations around training, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Pollmeyer and Katya Dev. What's our topic today, Mercedes? It is how to essentially prepare yourself for your first session at the gym. So if you're on a training plan, maybe you got this training plan from the internet, maybe you got it from your coach, maybe you got it from us, uh, and it's your first day at the gym, it can feel kind of overwhelming. And so we want to prepare you uh, so that you're starting off on the right foot. And this will actually help your consistency as well. So we're going to give you some tips on how to get started on your first day of training yeah exactly because what we often see is that when people get this brand new training plan and they're really excited to get started it can feel really overwhelming to see all these new exercises people can feel feel really uncomfortable you know not knowing whether or not they can actually do these exercises um often people don't know how long it might take to get that training in in a given day and some people don't know what weight to start with or maybe how to substitute exercises. So these are some of the things that we want to answer today. And I would love to add to what you said that I think these principles and tips that we're giving today are not just really useful for the very first day, but often for the first week. Because often training plans, you know, include multiple components. So that means on Monday, you're probably going to do a different exercise or a different um, set of exercises than you might do Wednesday or Friday. So really looking at ahead, you know, for that very first week on a training plan and like how to prepare for that. That's kind of what we want to talk about today so people can set themselves up for success. And that would be actually your first day and first week of any new training program because you know with if you're cycling through training you should be kind of on a new program maybe every six to 12 weeks and every time you you start on a new program there is probably a lot of new things to learn so yeah should we start with um kind of like the first point which is preparing at home so actually your your journey starts at home and depending on how the program is delivered maybe it's a pdf maybe it's an app maybe it's a notebook um but just make sure that if there's videos that go with any of these exercises i always like to get uh, our clients to Make sure that you watch all the videos first. Uh, Understand what it is that's being asked of you um, before you even get to the gym. Because if you're doing this at the gym, now you've just spent 20 minutes looking at a bunch of videos and you're not climbing. And so now you're eating eating away at your climb time. Uh, So yeah, start at at home and just kind of figure out... uh, if you have any questions, um, you know, you can always ask, uh, you know, good old Google, um, or if you have a coach, just make sure that you clarify everything that needs to happen. Because like, I know, like, when I write training programs, I try to be as clear as possible. But you know, like, I'm not always going to 
communicate it as well as I want to. Like people will always have questions and don't ever feel like that you should understand everything that this training program is asking you to. Uh, you know, it's it's never a bad thing to ask for clarifying um, questions or instructions. Like, okay, when you say this, is this what you mean? Um, so, you know, just make sure that you feel really good about the instructions. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I actually don't know if you do this, but I bet you do this, but um, I actually spend a coaching call usually with my one-on-one clients, just talking about the new program and all these exercises and making sure everybody's on the same page. And so, yeah. as you said before, um, the principles we're talking about is not just for your very first time training. This is every time you start a new training plan that includes um, exercises that you just have never done before. Mm-hmm. And so you can be, you know, a seasoned athlete, as, but as soon as you start new exercises, you know, some of these principles will also apply to you. Yeah. And <clears throat> there's no bad questions. Definitely, you know, ask your friends, ask Google. I know I've asked Mercedes Rudy at the time to me, silly feeling questions just about sets versus reps. Because when coaches write their training plans, they have very specific ideas in mind and it's not always easy for um, the athlete to understand. And especially if you're new to this, it's totally fine. There's terminology you need to learn. So yeah, take some extra time at home, um, make your favorite drink, sit down and watch all these videos and read all the instructions. Really make sure you're understanding what you're supposed to do as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Totally. Which leads me into my point, which follows that um, is after you prepare at home, make sure you spend time preparing at the gym. Now, you can do this preparation at the gym actually um, before your training plan even starts. You can do this the week before. And the preparation at the gym the week before can look like um, you walking through the gym and looking for all the training equipment. This can take some time, it's surprising. Make sure you know where everything is. Um, Make sure you know what everything is. You know, if you don't know what a trap bar is or whatever new fancy exercise you um, wanna do, make sure you you know what it is. And one of the things that I always tell my athletes is, it's okay to ask the staff members, that is their job to show you where this equipment is. And, Again, then it's also okay to ask your coach. Um, If you don't have a a certain piece of equipment, it's okay to ask that question, what can I substitute this with? So this can be really helpful identifying that you might not have all the equipment because not all coaches know exactly what your gym is equipped with. So that's another um, really important point. And even something actually very basic that I want to mention here, because I've I've actually gotten this question. I'm sure you've gotten this too. I've gotten this many times is something as simple as how do I attach weight to my body? Mm. Let's say you do any weighted hangs or weighted pull-ups or anything. And I think to us as coaches, I mean, it seems like, you know, we do this all the time, but we actually have, you know, we send out instructional videos to show our athletes how to attach weight to your harness because not everybody knows how to do that. And that is totally fair. But those are some of the things that you can identify before you even go to the gym. The week before your program even starts, you can identify all these things. It makes you more efficient during the week where you actually start. And then I also like to prepare the day of. At the beginning of my session, I like to look at what are all the circuits I'm doing, especially, I mean, if you're doing circuits, we do a lot of circuits here at Moses Athletica. 
It's a very efficient way of training. And then I just make sure that all the equipment is within the space that I need it at. So I don't have to run upstairs every five minutes to do one exercise upstairs. So I just make sure I have all these adjustments, um, uh, all the equipment ready to go to make sure I can save some time. And then when you get started, one of the questions I ask myself, people ask themselves is what weight or difficulty level do you start with when you've never done the exercise before? Mm -hmm. And Mercedes is going to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, this is, this can get really tricky because Some folks may feel like they, in order to get something out of the workout, that they have to use really heavy weight. Um, and like, I, I understand the sentiment. It's like, okay, if, if I'm going to be here, I want to get something out of it. I want to feel the difficulty of this exercise or the session. Um, and then the other part of it is also ego, you know, like, you do kind of need to check your ego because if you go beyond what your body is actually capable of and you do that in your first session, oh no, you know, like you could potentially hurt yourself. And that is the last thing any coach wants. And so if you're going in and you're like, I've never done these workouts before, or uh, you know, like I've had a couple clients who have had injuries from certain movements and they're like, Mercedes, like, I don't feel comfortable doing this movement. Can I do something else? And yes, like, let's scale it back. So, you know, I, I always prefer that if, if you're very new to a movement, actually just do a body weight, uh, work on the movement first. And then once you understand the movement, then you can start adding weight. So for example, if you have a back squat in your program, but you have never done a back squat before, uh, hopefully actually like, especially if you're working with a coach, they would slowly progress you up to a back squat. But if, you, if you've got this like from the internet, and you're like, cool, back squats, I've heard those are really great for your body. Uh, to scale it back, you would actually just start with maybe a goblet squat. And to scale that even further back, you could just do bodyweight squat to a box. Because a lot of the time, depth is a problem. Like, go, how far do you go in the squat? And we always see on the internet, oh, someone's going what we call ass to grass squatting. And most of us might not be able to reach that depth with weight you know, when we're holding weight. So be as safe as you can. Understand your own limits. Don't push yourself into ranges of motion you're not ready for. Um, and really the key is just learn the movement first. And that's actually, you're going to get strong just by learning the movement because the first, almost any new training program, the first like six to eight weeks is what we call neural adaptations where your brain is actually mapping the movement and your muscles aren't necessarily uh the, the muscle girth or like the the size of your muscle isn't necessarily changing so this is all nervous system adaptation and you can do that without weight to begin with you know so learn the movement once you feel comfortable with that add some weight and progressively add weight over time. And from what we know from like research is that try not to increase more than 5% weight 
each week. And that's not a lot. And again, like that ego is like, oh, I want to see how much I can put on the bar or like how much, like, let's go up to the next kettlebell. Um, you know, you're going to be much better off slowly progressing the weight over time uh, because like, you know, connective tissue strength is a big deal. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of science that we could go into, but that is basically like the deepest layer of our tissues adapting to the movement. And we really want, we want that to be adapted over a very long period of time, not just in six weeks, you know? Um, so, you know, just work with what you've got and don't put yourself into positions that you're just not ready for. Um, and I would say that goes for your climbing drills as well. You know, um, you can always start with easier climbs to do certain drills with. You don't have to do an onside climb if it says do an onside climb. Um, and another thing, um, you know, you can always like, let's say you're supposed to do three sets of five reps of goblet squat. You don't have to do three sets. You could just do two and call it good so that you can get through your training session feeling really, really good. Yeah, I love that. Essentially, <clears throat> to summarize what you said, in other words, is make sure you learn how to ride a bike before you want to go fast. You know, and right. training, training is just like that. First, you really want to learn the movement and get going, be able to, you know, balance on that bike and be feel secure and comfortable before you start going faster. And once you feel comfortable going faster, you don't want to go from 30 to 60 miles in a day either. You're probably going to progress on that too. So it's pretty scary to go 60 miles an hour on a bike, but people mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just take your time progressing and remember that even with less intensity initially you're still teaching your body you know you're still working on that strength aspect that neural adaptation that mercedes was talking <laughs> sorry i had to laugh because earlier we had this conversation about neural versus neuronal and yeah. I, I like to say neuronal because i come from a science background and that's what we say <laughs> but i can adapt. Uh, yeah it kind of sounds like uh like a mood like you're you're in a mood i'm neuronal <laughs> i'm feeling very neuronal today <laughs> well i feel neuronal especially when i go to the gym yeah <laughs> okay point number three that i wanted to make which you have kind of touched on a little bit is um plan for more time at the gym than it would normally take you so bring a little bit of extra time if you can. If you don't have this extra time in order to make sure you're still putting in the quality, just reduce the quantity initially. Like Mercedes said, it's okay if, especially during the first week, if you're still learning all these um, movements um, to do a little bit less in terms of your sets and reps, um, if it's especially if it's a time issue, because you know, focusing on doing the movements well, and sometimes what happens is when you do start really easy, um, and you want to progress a little bit, you spend a lot of time just doing that and practicing the movements, and that is important. So don't shortcut that, but you can um, just reduce the number of sets, for example, or bring a little bit of extra time. And I suggest an extra snack as well. 
Oh, that's good data. Yeah, to make it through yep. any yep. gym session, but especially the first one, which the first ones can be longer gym sessions in general. Yes. Okay, well, we've covered a lot. We talked about um, preparing at home, preparing at the gym, um, how to choose the right weight, the right weight being um, really starting really easy and progressively and slowly working up um, to bigger weights or more higher difficulty, depending on what exercise you do. If it's a climbing drill, as you said, that goes for climbing drills as well. And we also talked about planning for more time. That's really important so people don't feel stressed. And one of the questions that actually I have written down, Mercedes, I'm hoping you can answer is, can you give a few examples of what people can do to substitute? Now, mm -hmm. ideally, <clears throat> what you want to do is you look at your training plan before you go to the gym. And then you go to the gym. This is the preparing at home, preparing at the gym. And you find, well, my gym doesn't have a trap bar, but I'm supposed to do these trap bar exercises. What can I do instead? How can I modify my training plan? So if you do that ahead of time, you can modify your training plan ahead of time with your coach or with Dr. Google um, or your friend, you know, whoever you want to train with. But let's say Mercedes, people do have bench presses at the gym, but then they show up on the day of training. And this is actually probably good advice for any training day. But especially the first day when people tend to be a little bit more nervous and anxious to begin with, what do you do when the, the equipment is technically there at the gym, but it's just not available because everybody else wants to bench press at the same time you're bench pressing? Like, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. And actually, I've, I feel like this happens a lot. And, and the first thing is having a flexible mindset. Just because that piece of equipment is taken, it doesn't mean that your workout is now screwed, you know, like you can still train the muscle groups doing similar movements. And so with a, let's say a bench press, um, you know, you're working on what we call horizontal pressing. Uh, and that movement, you could do a chest press with dumbbells instead, if, if there's a bench available, and you have the right amount of dumbbell weight. And if that's not available, you can always do push-ups. And, uh, you know, if push-ups feel easy for the reps and sets that you're trying to do, you can always add a band or add a weight vest uh, if those are available. Um, so when, if something, if a piece of equipment isn't available, just think about the movement pattern that you're working on and try to adapt it to that. So let's say trap bar deadlift, uh, you could easily substitute that for a kettlebell deadlift. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that a Olympic bar deadlift is a good substitute if you've been assigned a trap bar deadlift. Um, but, you know, you could always do the traditional Olympic bar uh, deadlift. Um, yeah, I think those squat racks normally are the ones that we have to wait for and you never know how long you have to wait for those squat racks so start turning those wheels and uh come up with some backup plans for the movement yeah awesome thank you mercedes <clears throat> i think this is about everything i just wanted to share my seedling analogy that i want to leave people with but is there anything else that you want to say before I um, finish off with my seedling analogy? Yeah, I, 
you had already mentioned this, but I think it might be maybe the most important part of this whole conversation is it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. And I would say that that is true for every single session that you do. Um, because no matter what, if you put some intention into your training, the quantity doesn't really matter as much. Because your nerves, your brain, they're doing a lot of the work to help you get better when you put some intention into it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for emphasizing that. Um, yeah, and I guess now it's time for my ceiling analogy. It really comes down to, you know, um, being kind to yourself and having this vision for growth. So it's springtime here in Salt Lake City, and a lot of my friends, and I wish I was in the same boat, but a lot of my friends are starting their gardens. So when we, you know, plan a garden or plant a garden, we start with a seedling, right? Uh, we put a seed into the soil. And just imagine putting the seed into the soil is like you acquiring your training plan and just getting started. That's your plan for what you want to do. And now when you start showing up at the gym, especially this very first week, it's like you're this tiny seedling that's emerging out of the ground. So yeah, you might look small. You know, you might think you look small. You might not feel as strong. Um, that's because you might not be there yet. But you know, you are this seedling, which is this, um, this possibility for growth. So keep that in mind because with each week that seedling is going to grow and you're going to grow into the plant that you want to be. So be patient with yourself and, you know, take your time and that growth will come. Mm. <laughs> that is such a nice analogy. That's Thank a, you. Yeah. It's a great way to end this podcast. Thank you everybody for joining and we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. A few things before you go. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast or left a review yet, I would love for you to do that. It really does mean a lot to us when we hear from our listeners, and it also helps future listeners. If you also haven't subscribed to my newsletter, I suggest you also do that because every week I give climbing training tips, recovery tips, and nutrition tips. I'll also tell you when my one-on-one -on -one openings are and future climbing training programs available. All right, thanks again.